means to be set apart, to be made holy, to be uh, prepared for God's purposes. The word amazing is, it has to do with this. It means to be surpassingly or extraordinarily. God wants to do extraordinary things among you. I will tell you guys this. That word is for us today. That God wants to do amazing things among us. If we will but consecrate ourselves. Every great move of God that has ever happened. Happened only after there was repentance and consecration before God. Holiness and righteousness always precedes the move of God. Holiness and righteousness always precedes the move of God. You will not have a move of God without the presence of God and without the Spirit of God speaking into your life saying, you know what? You need to change some things in your life. You need to walk in holiness. Every great awakening started with repentance. Isn't that what you said to us a couple weeks ago, Scott? In Numbers chapter 21... There's a story about snakes among the the, the children of Israel. I'm going to read this to you. It's only a couple verses. It said, They traveled from Mount Hor along a route... I better use the microphone since the kids are there. They They traveled from Mount Hor along a route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses. And said, why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we have detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent them as snakes among them. And they bit the people, and, all, and many Israelites died. And the people came to Moses and said, we sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord says to Moses, Make a snake and put it on a pole. And anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on the pole. And then when anyone who is bitten by a snake looked at the bronze snake, they lived. I will tell you this. God is calling us to look to Him. Not to look to a man, not to look to uh, 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 any kind of uh, religious uh, atmosphere. He's calling us to look to one place, and that's Him. In Numbers chapter 21 here, it says that He put that snake upon the pole. Can you imagine yourselves in this situation? And I believe that we're in this situation in our country today. God is about to unleash things upon us that we, because of of, of our unruliness, because of our sinfulness, because we haven't walked in righteousness. And if we don't look to Him, He is our only salvation. He is our only hope. Let's imagine ourselves in that. A a voice yells out, we must do something. We must, we got to help ourselves. We got to save ourselves. And various ideas come up. Let's use some salve. Or let's use some anti-venom. Let's do all these things. And I want you to imagine in the spiritual realm, that's what's happening to us today. The snakes have been loosed. And the enemy, this... The snakes have been loosed. The snakes have been loosed. And what's going to happen? A few people try these things, but they become frantic. They begin running in every which direction. 
Alternatively, they convince themselves, finally, some of them aren't even bitten. But they think they are because everybody begins to believe that they're bitten. There's people running around trying to come up with a solution. And enters Moses here. He says, if you look upon the bronze snake that has been lifted up on the pole, you will live. Now let's picture this. All this is going on. I mean, I, I had a snake in my yard this week, and I heard other people talk about rattlesnakes around their property. I want you to imagine that you're, you're bitten by a snake. And they say, okay, here's what I want you to do. Look at the pole. That's going to save you. In fact, look at the snake on the pole. That's going to, that's going to save you. It wasn't the snake on the pole. It was the faith that it took when they looked. And sometimes what God's calling us to do, He's calling us to turn and look. And that's what repentance is. Repentance is turning away from the direction you're going and changing that course. I know I've beat this into your heads week after week after week. And I know some of you have gone, Greg, when are you going to quit talking about repentance? When we start living righteous, I will. When we start living godly, I will. When we start living the way we're supposed to, I will. But I know this. God keeps shouting it in my ears. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Then I'll heal your land. Do you believe in God's solution for today? John chapter 3 verse 14 says this. Just, this was Jesus talking. He says, just as Moses lifted up the snake, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. You want to know where your salvation comes? It comes from lifting up the name of Jesus. What have I told you guys over the past couple of months? I said, you know what? The Bible says that if you lift Him up, He will draw all men unto you. If God arises, the enemies will be scattered. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. And when that happens, when that happens, the enemy will be defeated around us. God is calling us to praise, worship, sanctify ourselves because I'm getting ready to do something in your midst. I'm beginning to do something amazing. You know, a guy came up here a couple weeks ago, a pastor from, from Porterville, and he said to me, he goes, great, I sat in that traffic line down there, and I saw that new pavement that was going in. And he said, I know this without a shadow of a doubt, as I sat in that service that night. That new road is for one thing, for the outpouring that's getting ready to come out of the window. And you know what? We can get on board if we want to. Or we can sit back and be settled at where we're at. But you know what? God is calling us. He says, consecrate yourself, guys. Because I'm getting ready to do something. I'm getting ready to change lives. I'm getting ready to do amazing things in your midst. I'm getting ready to pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Springville, you haven't seen what God's going to do. He's about to do something amazing in your sight. We've all been bitten. The sin is coursing, the sin of, of that, that venom is coursing through our veins. It's almost certain to lead to death. There is only one solution. But, it's, but we have to go and we have to save ourselves by looking to God. We have to save ourselves by saying, God, I'm going to turn from the direction I've been going. I want to look to you. John chapter 6, verse 40 says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life. 
God wants us to walk in repentance. He wants to walk, us to walk in holiness. The Bible says it, that without holiness, no one will see God. That if we're not walking in perfection before God, and that doesn't mean perfection of ourselves. We were talking this week and I told some, they said, you know what, I know exactly what you're saying, Greg, I'm getting a hold of it. You're saying, don't walk in sin. You're going to sin, but don't walk in it. Don't practice it. Become a practicer of holiness. Don't be a practicer of sin. Sin will always be there. Be a practicer of righteousness. Be a practicer of the presence of God. Let that Spirit of God move in our midst. You know what? You want that Spirit of God to move in your midst? Then you know what? You may, it may take a sacrifice on your part. It may say, you know what? I'm going to have to say no to something. And I'm going to have to say something, yes, yes to something from God. That's right. In the book of Daniel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this to you. Now, when you see these italics like this right here, Springville, that is me throwing in words like maybe Jerusalem was there, but I'm putting Springville, okay? Because I want you to understand. I want you to understand that the Scripture is for us. So this is Daniel chapter 9. And he has just talked about the 70, 70 weeks. And in verse 4 it says, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps His covenant of love with those who love Him and keep His commandments. What did I tell you guys last week about that? Obedience is the mark that God wants out of our lives. I'll tell you this. You know what? You can love God all you want. But if you're not walking in obedience, then you know what? The Bible says that we don't know Him. If we continue to sin, if we deliberately sin, we have neither seen Him or known Him. He's saying it again here. I, it's over and over. The New Testament, the Old Testament. He who keeps this covenant. The covenant is made with us. But we have an obligation. We have to walk in holiness before God. We have to keep His commandments. You want to walk in the presence of the, in the power of God? Then walk in obedience to His Word. Amen. He who keeps His covenant of love with those who love Him and keep His commandments. Remember I said it not too long ago in the book of Romans. It says, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. And then we leave it right there. We stop right there. But the Bible goes on and says, There is no condemnation to them that walk according, not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Let's use the whole Scripture. That's what I'm saying right here. There is an and in there. Those little conjunctions, those little ands and buts, those conjunctions tie things together. And we have to walk in both of them. We have sinned and done wrong. We have been wicked and rebelled. This is a godly man. This is Daniel. This is Daniel who was in the lion's den. This is Daniel who interpreted the dream. This is a godly man who's saying, Repent! We have turned from your ways and from your commands and laws. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in the name to our leaders and our president and our ancestors, and to all the people of this land. And remember, those italic words. I put other words in there for us so we can make, you can make it feel more like it's for you. Lord, you are righteous, but this day we are covered with shame. The people of the United States and California, the inhabitants of Springville and all of Tulare County, both far and near, in all the countries where you have scattered us because of our unfaithfulness to you, we and our leaders, our presidents and our ancestors are covered with shame, Lord, because we have sinned against you. The Lord our God is merciful and forgiving. 
even though we have rebelled against Him. We have not obeyed the Lord our God or kept the laws He gave us through His servant, the prophets. All America has transgressed your law and turned away, refusing to obey. God's covenant always contains two things. What He has done for us and what we have to do to abide in that, co that covenant. It doesn't just get zapped on us. Grace is, is out there, yes. We have grace, but we have to walk in holiness. That's what, he's, that's what Daniel's saying here. We are going to suffer consequences just like the children of Israel did because of our unrighteousness. Therefore, the curses and sworn judgments written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against you. You have fulfilled the words spoken against us and against our rulers by bringing on us great disaster. When the children of Israel weren't living right, when they weren't doing right, when they were complaining, what did God do? He sent snakes among them. I don't believe that He had to say, snakes go. All they had to do was gather them all up and say, shush them over there to the people of God. Because you know what? They were already doing wrong. And the enemy attracts the enemy. All that has, under the whole heaven, nothing has ever been done like this. What has been done to America. That was what it said to Jerusalem. That's what the, the Bible says. I want, you to, I want you to take this personal. Just as it is written in the book of Moses, all this disaster has come on us. Yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord, our God, by turning from our sins. Again, that's what I'm talking about. The church of today has said, you know what, all you need to do is have some grace. But the Bible says no. It says, you know what? You have to walk in truth. You have to walk in obedience. We're going, to be, we're going to see people's lives change by the power of us walking in the obedience of Christ. I want to see everyone in this city come to Jesus. I want to see everyone in this city who's bound by drugs and alcohol. I want them to be loosed by the power of Almighty God. The Lord did not hesitate to bring disaster on us. For the Lord our God is righteous in everything He does, yet we have not obeyed Him. Now, Lord our God, who brought up your people out of slavery, and that word right there was Egypt. You brought them out of Egypt, but I'm going to use the word slavery because we've all been enslaved if we don't know Christ. So He brought us up out of slavery with His own mighty hand, who made for yourself a name that endures to this day. We have sinned. We have done wrong. Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, Turn away your anger. Lord, turn away your anger and your wrath from America, from the city of Springville, this holy hill. Our sins and the iniquities of our ancestors, our moms, our dads, our grandfathers have made America and your, uh, the people an object of scorn to all the surroundings. God is calling us to walk in obedience. I know you guys think, I'm sure that some of you said, you know, Greg, when are you going to stop this? Remember when we were over at Lighthouse, I said it over and over again, repentance, 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 because God is calling us to repent. He's recalling us back to Him. He's calling us back to His first love, which is Him. He is our desire. He is our focus. In Him we live, move, and have our being. God is calling us back to that place. If we want to get close to Him, and as we get close to Him, 
he begins to reveal things that we, we kind of took for granted. You know, this week, some of you guys know I have a 25-foot cross in front of my house. <laughs> and I went out there and I had been having a couple bad days. And I got before that cross. And I was moping before God. And I said, oh Lord, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Oh me, oh my, and my job, and all the frustration there. And as you know, the, the guys coming in in the early time in the morning, you know, all those things happening. And God shook it spoke to me and he says, Greg, within your mouth is the power of blessing and curses. And right now you're speaking evil against this thing. And what you, what, I, what I've asked you to do is speak life to it. Just, I don't remember any place in the Bible where God swallowed up adulterers. I don't know any place in the Bible where God swallowed up drunkards. But I do know a place in the Bible where when people began to complain, God opened up the earth and swallowed them up. God's calling us. This week I talked to some men and they said, you know what, God's been dealing with me on my pride. As I get closer to God, every time we get close to God, you know what, He's going to reveal something new to us. And sometimes that's very uncomfortable. You know, it's a lot easier to just be settled and go along with the program. Don't be fighting. Don't be fighting snakes. Don't be doing all those things. It's a lot easier just to be settled and go along with emotions. But you know what? God's telling us. He's calling us. He's urging us by His Spirit to say, listen, repent. Repent. You know what? This thing is in your life. You need to let it go. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it, it, it's, it's our mouth. Maybe it's just rebellion. Maybe it's just something we're doing that we know that God has told us not to do. He said, stop it. He said, stop it. Over and over again by the Holy Spirit. And we just keep saying, well, I'll just pass that by. Keep saying, every time the Holy Spirit says, stop it, we reject that. Eventually, the Holy Spirit will, will, will not speak anymore. He'll say, you know what? Okay, that's what you want to do. You go ahead and do that. God's calling us, people, to walk in repentance. Tonight, I believe it's so appropriate because tonight we're going to have communion. But before you ever take the communion glass, and, I'll, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even caution you. I, I, I heard a pastor say this one time. The Bible says that if we take this communion cup unworthily, that's why some are sick among us. I want you, the Bible says, Paul says this, he says, let a man or woman examine themselves. God, where do I stand with you tonight? It's very easy to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me from the direction that I've been going. Forgive me from where I've been. Forgive me for, for following my own lusts. For, forgive me for letting uh, my King, King Greg be the King of my life and not King Lord. That's what He's wanting of us. You know what? When salvation means that we change our direction and then we say, Jesus, I make You Lord of my life. I make You the King of my life. You are the most important thing. I change my whole direction. Everything I do now focuses on what You want me to do. 
And when we can do that, when we come before God, the Bible says He's faithful and just to forgive us if we confess our sins. But I want you tonight, if you're walking in deliberate sin, and you know that as you leave this place tonight, you're going to be right back there doing it again, then I'm going to tell you, don't take communion. I am going to caution you and say, don't do it. Because you know what? If you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to walk out those doors and that you're going to continue doing exactly what you've been doing, then I don't want damnation on you. But if you can say tonight, God, I know I may fall again. But I'm not going to walk in sin. I may sin, but I'm not going to practice sin. I'm going to practice righteousness. I'm going to practice holiness. I'm going to practice living for the Almighty God, making Him the Lord and Savior of my life. Then you know what? If you're going to do that, I will tell you, come up here and join in, partake of Christ tonight. Tonight, if you have been striving for righteousness, I want you to repent. Say, God, what is it? Show me what's in me. Show me that wickedness that lies within me that I don't see. I confess the sins of my ancestors. I confess the sins of my country. I confess the sins of Springville. I confess them before you, God, and I repent. And I say, Lord, I want you more than anything else. And then you know what? I want you to partake tonight. I want you to partake of Christ tonight. I want this we do in remembrance of Him. We do this so that it reminds us of the sacrifice that He shed on Calvary. And tonight, the first, second video, I believe, is going to show us that. So what I'm going to have you do, I'm going to turn off the lights. Last couple weeks, we've had hoorah type of services. Tonight, I believe that God is calling us back to a place that says, listen, whatever it is, God, I want you. I want you more than I want anything else. That thing that I do, I want it broken off me tonight. There is going to be several songs tonight. And I want you to speak them as you see the words on there. I want you to speak them out loud to God. God, break this thing off of me. I want to walk in deliverance. Maybe it's cigarettes. Maybe it's alcohol. Maybe it's drug addiction. Maybe it's prescription drugs. Say, God, I want them broken off me. I want to live in abundance riches that you have for me. As we do that tonight, the Bible says that He will provide that for us. What He did on the cross was fully sufficient. Fully sufficient.